Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastor Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my job. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. What is up? It has been a while. It, it's been it's been too long. So it's been a month since Patrick O'Dowd and I have come together and done the podcast here on the Greg DeMarco show. It's been three weeks since I've done any podcasting because I did a hashtag Miranda show the week after or the typical post IZW show. And then there's been no podcasting for lots of different reasons. All, all good. Life gets busy <laughs> this time of year, you know. Um, even last weekend, like last week, we didn't, I could have done both and, and I was at a soccer game, soccer season now. So yeah, it's, uh, it's craziness, but here we are. It is Tuesday, December the 5th. December is upon us, which means, you know, well, I mean, we've had Christmas music for like a month now, but yeah, it's the holiday season. So lots of exciting things going on in the world of sports, in the world of pro wrestling and so much more. And we're going to talk about it yeah. all. We, of course, being myself and Patrick O'Dowd, the wrestling realist, you know, you know where to find them at wrestling realist. That's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist and there is one in Patrick and there is one in friend for the best friend, the wrestling realist, the wrestling realist. Trying to pronounce it properly without the I. It doesn't really work. Patrick O'Dowd, go follow him on Twitter. Be be a real follower of Patrick O'Dowd because he needs all the real followers that he can get. Patrick, no, follow I'm, I'm me fine. At, at Greg DeMarco44. You're fine? I'm, I'm fine. I don't, I, don't need, I don't need more. I got 482 followers, most of them fake. Yeah, remember when you crossed 500 for the first time? Yeah, the, uh, I will say this. Big thanks to Reese Bartoldus. <laughs> Of course. Following me. Reese. Good job, Reese. Um, Milani Cartan. Oh, I know her. Yeah. 
Oh, that's a real person? No. No, I'm kidding. Ellie Reinemann. Good one, Ellie. Jason Howe? He's real. He, he's on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. I, 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 added, I added Jason not too long ago because... There you we go. Were conversing, we were conversing in the chair shot DM. Right? There you go. By the way, so, you mentioned holiday music. Uh, I hope we can, like, I did a holiday music five by five with, with Aesop Mitchell that hasn't posted yet because of problems. Was it supposed to go up? Well, today? The, it so wasn't going up today because I wrong. know which one didn't go up today. Well, it went up on the red circle. It didn't go up on the website because their website seems to, I don't, I don't know where anything yeah, is. Yeah. So the world. website went, the website went sideways. It was supposed to. So what happened was <laughs> recorded this podcast, uh, had sent it over to my co-host cause he was going to do some editing okay. to, uh, insert, uh, non-copyrighted material, totally not copyrighted material. What do we do here? Uh, and then it, it just, uh, things fell apart. So I couldn't get the, I couldn't get the recording, the unedited recording over mm. to our, our good, uh, volunteer, uh, poster PC Tony in time. So he made an executive decision and posted something different. So there is a five by five that will be coming involving the five best and five worst holiday tunes of all time. According to myself and Aesop Mitchell, the question is when, and if there's even a website, like, holy shit, like, yeah, it's a mess. When right you now. go in and look at like the posts, th- it says there aren't any. So I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I got a, I got a picture of a screen. I, I I was shown a screenshot of you know said PC Tony trying to post the show, and he was like, "Something's wrong." Yeah, something's very <laughs> I was wrong. like that. It hit the. I'm looking at alternatives if this thing doesn't come back. Like I'm um, like Mitchell is going to send me his NXT review because I'm already working on a backup plan. So. Yeah, things could look very different in a couple. That's weeks. a lot know. of that's a lot of content that we've put out. That I hope I know the red circle stuff is good. Like we'll have well that, over there. There's there's well over two thousand podcasts that that I imported from Red Circle to somewhere else today. Not imported, but just brought them over as articles on a backup thing that I'm working on. Um, the chair shot itself had I, like twelve thousand articles in it. Right, not where I thought we would start this show today, but I, I do no. Like, that's okay though. I did want to tell you because we're finally doing. Well, I say that now, but you just never know how things are going to go. We are finally doing the wrestling man crushes as the list this week. Do you remember what the last list even was? Because we didn't oh, even gosh. do a list the last couple times we've done the show because we didn't have time. Because remember, we did the wrestling news gauntlet, and yeah, you know, we've done. I that. actually, I might because I I put my selections on my notes. Okay. Let's see. I have. Oh no! I deleted it. The last one I have is from September when we did terrible wrestling names, which was my, which is mine because I still only have one terrible wrestling name left. You know what it is? What is it? Cruel, spelled K R U L. Well, he was on the list. He was. On he the was list. on the list. He was. I put him on the list because he was the second oh, person he, on the list he, overall because Dolph he, Ziggler was number one. Here's the crazy he, thing. So that was in September. That was the second yeah. to last list we did. Um, so so since September, we've only done one list. And the only other list was Dead Wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Where you put Nick Bockwinkle yeah. number one. And I put Brian Pillman number two. Oh, Nick actually ended up coming in number what four. Was the, uh, so. What was the what was the criteria? Because there was something specific. There was. So I want to say it was like listen. dead wrestlers. We wanted to. I don't know because 
Like who? I don't know. Cause China was on the list and she was a WWE name. So here's a list of dead wrestlers. Number one, Gino Hernandez. Number two, gorgeous George. Number three, Brian Pillman. Number four, Nick Bockwinkle. You always got to say it like that too. Like I always say W R E S T L N G. You always, you always got to say Nick Bockwinkle. Number five, China and number six was David Von Erich. That was the list of dead wrestlers. Was, I, was that a what? It's got to have been like a what could have been. No, because Gorgeous no. George was. Yeah, in China. Can, yeah, I don't. I, I think it was just dead there, wrestlers. But uh, there had I to have been you, something else. I, I would look in the text archives because I know we set parameters to this. Then. We always set parameters. We're not today, but we always set parameters. And then terrible wrestling names. Sorry, was, sorry was hold on. Favorite. Hold on a sec. What you sent me is horrifying, but okay. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that for the three minute warning. We we, we, we haven't we haven't had a chance to talk about Daryl Hall suing John Oates. I know. Well, like, we checked. We texted about it. The uh, the Lionel Richie Funko Pop. I know. You know, I've told you before, but we literally have a Funko distribution center. I don't think it's factory. I think it's a distribution center out here. Huh. So thought about breaking in and just seeing what's in, but it's just a bunch of little boxes. Yeah. Who knows? But let's talk about a topic. It's time. So here's what I want to talk about first, Patrick Dowd. I know you're looking forward to talking about it. It set the world on fire. It's a non-wrestling topic, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Because this past Sunday, a group of 13 human beings sat in a room and picked four teams to play for the college football national championship. The CFP committee, they put it all together and they came up with four teams. Okay. Dead wrestlers who would be amazing today. There you go, Patrick. Down. Um, and they put together four teams. And of course the four teams, if, in case you're living under a rock, number one is Michigan. Number two, Washington, number three, Texas, and number four, Alabama. I'm not just listing off random States. Those are actually the universities who made it to the, the college football playoffs. And of course the biggest, who, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the loudest vocal reaction is that of Florida State not getting into the college football playoff despite being an undefeated Power 5 conference champion the first time in the history of don't do that the first time in the history of Power 5 they are the first time in the history of the college football playoff that an undefeated Power 5 conference champion did not make the playoff so and you, you probably know my thoughts because I, I put them out publicly on Twitter and, and spent a lot of time in Facebook comments areas that Saturday and Sunday having a lot of fun discussions. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But your thoughts on the teams and the the supposed controversy? Uh, there was a controversy either way. Like Alabama doesn't get in. And FSU gets in, then then it's just the Alabama fans that are doing what the Florida State thing is doing. Um, the my my first reaction is that this is the uh, this decision is as uh, Tom Fernelli on the CBS Cover Three podcast said is the final nail in the coffin of the ACC as we know it as a legitimate power conference in college football because this will probably 
be what leads Florida State to take their ball and go home. Uh, because And whether that's right or wrong or however you want to feel, Florida State's been looking for an out all year. Uh, so this this kind of gives them their, their reason. I feel bad for the Florida State team because like the committee's reasoning which and I'm not going to disagree with like if you line up the current iteration of the Florida mm-hmm. State Seminoles and put them up against the Alabama Crimson Tide um I think it's closer than people think it would be as a game because Alabama is a little bit overrated offensively but I still think Alabama probably wins the game uh and is probably a better team I think uh it's disingenuous on the part of the committee to act like the quarterback who was the quarterback during the ACC title game was going to be the quarterback that would be quarterbacking Florida state at a playoff game because it won't be the, the guy who would have been starting uh, or could have started actually could have gone, but they held him out. Uh, You know, if you're a player for Florida state, you feel like you did everything you were supposed to and literally overcame the adversity of losing not only your starting quarterback, but your backup quarterback and one with a third string guy, even if he only threw for 55 yards Uh, against an overrated Louisville team. I might add. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying the beef is real. Like I think, I think you can't argue that they don't have a reason to gripe. I think that the committee probably put, I don't even think the committee put the best four teams in the playoff with, with what we got. Cause Georgia should like, if you're really putting in the best four teams, even in losing Georgia is the best is yeah. still in my opinion, the best team in college football and that bowl game between them in Florida state is going to be the best opt out game you've ever watched. Uh, Cause nobody's going to play in that game. Like everybody's going to sit out. Cause why would you like, you literally have nothing to play for. I think so, Georgia will have more kids play. No, no, they got you're you're looking at first round draft picks on oh, both yeah. sides of that. They're going to sit out. Florida's defense, maybe Florida plays most of their guys because they feel like they got something to prove. The returning players, I think, are going to play. Anybody who's declaring right. or in the portal is not going to play. But right. anybody returning is going. That's why whoever played last year. Even though he was going to transfer in in one of the games, I can't remember who it was now. Yeah, they were, I can't remember him. the guy's name, but I remember who he was. It was super about. impressive, and he and he and he the way he handled it. Like, if you're looking for a player to draft, that that's something you want to look at. Not a guy who whines and cries and says he needs to have partial ownership in an NFL team who's going to draft him. I, I'm sorry, I don't care if he, if I was oh, picking about seventh. Caleb. If I was picking seventh and Caleb Williams was still on the board, I wouldn't draft him. Like, well, he'll he's he'll be gone by three. Out. I'm sure he's not going to pan out. You heard but, it here. He's not. No, I don't. Out. I don't think so either. I think um, you you look at other quarterbacks like him. He's he's Patrick Mahomes without the pocket presence. Um, and, With a toughness, and he's he just, get, it just not. He's yeah, going to get crushed. Um, it's not going to work. It's so, which I will say on a on a USC a USC team that literally does nothing on the defensive side of the football, to where he has to be the guy every play. Right, like he's got that going for him. But back to your original question. Yeah, I think Alabama, Alabama, I don't know. Here's the thing is Alabama will probably beat Michigan right. uh, because Michigan off- Michigan offensively uh, isn't particularly impressive. And I think that, was it Jalen Milrow? Is that his name? I think mm-hmm. he'll do just enough, even though he's not, again, he's not a particularly great quarterback. I think he'll do just enough. And I don't, I don't see, 
I don't see Michigan's offense, which couldn't score a touchdown on Iowa unless it had a short field. Because people, people are Michigan fans are kind of ignoring that part. That Michigan's touchdowns, one was like ten yards and one was like fifteen yards. They were both yeah. extraordinarily short fields with an easy punch in. Uh, Alabama's defense is every bit the the defense that Iowa is, um, with more talent. So that'll happen. I actually am more intrigued by the uh, the three uh, the two three matchup because I think Washington as a team hasn't gotten the credit that it deserves, um, in the sense that they everybody is extraordinarily dismissive of a Washington team that has been picked to lose six right. five or six times over the course of this season, and they just keep. They were people. Depending on where you look, they were nine or nine, ten point underdogs. Point underdogs to, to Oregon, Oregon, who they'd already beaten. Like right. and and yeah, and out, you know, had beat them beaten on so many metrics, but yet people thought Oregon was gonna win. Like that's just crazy. Um, I so there's a lot there. And and I'm very big picture, global, like and you gotta remember too, like a, I'm an ACC fan because I graduated sure. from Virginia Tech. B, when I was in high school and first started getting really getting into college football, all my friends were Miami fans. So I literally right. still remember the moment in 10th grade where I was like, you all like Miami. I was like, who's their rival? The Florida State. And the next day I showed up at school with a Florida State hat on. That's how I became a Florida State fan. And through all of high school, like I remember like a friend of mine bought me a Florida State blanket for Christmas one year and like... I was the Florida State guy after that. Like, like I remember having to go out and get an FSU hat. Like, that was the biggest thing. Um, so I was a Florida State fan for for the longest time. And it really only waned when they were cleating people when they played Virginia Tech in the national championship game. But so, I mean, I, I would have loved to have seen them make it into the college football playoff. But I – Outside of Virginia Tech, I could be objective and say that that you can't put the name a different name on that team and have me feel differently. Um, but with with Florida State, like I just, I to me, there's a lot of directions I can go and explain. I'll start with this: I don't even think they deserve to be number five. I think they're number six at best. In in their like Georgia should have been ranked five and Florida State ranked six in the final CFP rankings. Basically, if it was a six team playoff, if it was a five team playoff and they had like like four play five to get in or whatever, Florida State would have been ranked six. Like the committee was not putting them in. Like it just wasn't going to happen. They right. ranked them as high as they could rank them without putting them in because they wanted to give them that and and toss them that bone. In all honesty, if they were really truly ranking, Florida State's probably six. Here's the crazy thing though. And and I think the moment Alabama beat Georgia, I literally was like, "Well, you you, you got to put Alabama in, which means you got to put Texas in." Like I knew Florida State wasn't going to be in unless they blew out Louisville, like fifty-five to nothing. And even then, I still don't know. Um, right. Here's the crazy thing, and this is the and 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 I've used this this phrase and some comments explain this to people. Everything is wrestling in the world that we live in. Every like oh, yeah, pro wrestling don't matter. Pro wrestling can explain almost everything to people subconsciously or not. The people that are putting their, their, their list together in the college football playoff, they are looking at the story, right? What's the best story to put together. And if you're going to put in Alabama, you got to put in Texas because Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Like it's it just, you, you couldn't put, and they won their conference championship. And, and, and so you had to put them in if you were going to put Alabama in had Georgia won 
had Georgia beat Alabama, I honestly th- and everything else stayed the same. I honestly think both Georgia and Florida State would be in. Probably, I, I really do. Think- I, I absolutely do. I absolutely believe that. And then Florida State would have been boat raced by Georgia in. Yeah, the it would have been the same game. Up. It would have been the same game, and then Washington, Michigan would have been two and three. The reason why I think they put Florida State in it because at that point you would have had the first time ever where you had four undefeated Power Five champions in the college right. football playoff, and they would have loved that. That's story. a better story, yeah. And also, once Alabama beat Georgia. Is like, well, shit, you got to put Alabama in and and you can't not put Texas in if you put Alabama in. So sorry, Florida State. Um, everybody talked about what? There's the same saying over and over again. It was the first time an undefeated Power Five conference champion does not get in. First time undefeated. Had Alabama not gotten in, it would have been the first time the SEC champion didn't get in. Like one of these two things was going to happen. People were just picking and choosing which one they wanted to support. And at well, the end I of the day, outside of SEC country, most people are tired of the SEC. Like then beat it's, them. It's a, no, well, don't get mad. Why I'm, not, I'm, not, me? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody me, else that you just talked about. Then beat them. Cause well, and here's the, and here's the funny thing that, you know, two teams will have an opportunity to do so. Um, it, it cracks me up. the, because Alabama fans who are puffing out their chests uh, forget that they nearly lost to a really bad Auburn team, and it took a 31-yard Hail Mary miracle on right. fourth and 31, which to this day, like, if that doesn't get you fired at Auburn, I don't know what gets you fired at Auburn. Like, there, that, that's an inexcusable loss, but that works in their favor. It gets them there. Right. The other thing that's really interesting, and, and we could talk about you know, you can talk about other things there. I, I'm again, I'm stealing from other, from other commentators. Cause I learned from people. Um, but Jay Wayman, who is a, uh, works for the big 10 network, uh, as a, as a analyst. And then is also, he, he does a local radio for, uh, the university of Illinois. And they were talking about the playoff and he, he brought up a point that is often talked about. There are also, it's also important to remember that there are six teams, truly six programs that, run college football mm-hmm. and three of them are in the college football playoffs and he let he rattled them off it's it's michigan it's ohio state it's alabama it's notre dame it's texas and it's um usc um and georgia's almost there but georgia and clemson was win. there and then kind of fell but, well and he talks about these like and there's been other programs who have had a seat at the table for a little bit but it's never stuck Miami. Right. He talked about my Florida State in the Bowden mm-hmm. years. Um, he he's he he thinks Georgia will be back, and so Georgia has a chance to be in that echelon. Uh, but Georgia, really, it's just been the last couple of years where they've been close, close. They've won back-to-back national titles. Uh, the one that now, the one that defies explanation to me is Notre Dame because they're they're the the classic people overvalue them and are like Notre Dame back, Notre Dame, but Texas is the same way. Everybody wants. Like we want Texas to be back because these are the villains that we need. These are the heels that we need for college football. Like all of these teams outside of Washington, I'm telling you right now, there are a ton of new Washington Husky fans currently because the other three teams are quote unquote villains of, of college football. And, Absolutely. And, 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 and these are the power players. And so he even said, he was like, there was no way, that Alabama wasn't getting into the playoff after they won the game. There was there no. was no way. 
right or wrong, however you feel about it, there's no way. Um, I objectively think that they're a better team than Florida State. I think you will get better games with the four teams that you have. Yes. Uh, it's, 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 I think the, the big problems, and we won't have to worry about this this way next year because next year there will be 12 teams in the playoff. And so with the 12 team playoff that they're going to be introducing next year, Florida State would have gotten in and nobody would have cared. Uh, and then automatically, they would have been an automatic birth. And then, and then we're looking at people bitching and moaning about the, the last out large team that got in versus the one that didn't get in that should have got in. Uh, at the at the end of the day, when you continue to have these stupid rankings leading into the final reveal, which I you know everybody understands why they do it. It's about the bunny and the ratings. ESPN wants the show. People watch the show, and people are stupid, much like wrestling fans, and believe what is presented to them on the show sometimes as if it is a real thing. And so when they see these numbers in these rankings, there are people who genuinely believe that these rankings are a real thing when they're not, they're just not, it's all arbitrary. And as you brought up at the very beginning of this conversation, it's designed, it's decided by a group of 13 people half of which are athletic directors and the others are people who quote unquote know slash are friends of the game of, of college football. And you know what conference had the largest representation in the committee, the ACC. Right. Um, But they all hate Florida state right now. That's the other thing. Because they want to leave the ACC. Yeah. Because, because Florida state has made it very clear. Florida state is basically trying to do what Texas did to the big 12 and, and, the ACC has been trying to fight it. Well, it's and because they got a TV deal through 2036 and the, the cost to get out is absurd. Right. Well, Florida state, mark my words, Florida state's days in the ACC are numbered. Like I, w- whatever they got to pay to get the out. The only reason why I think it. they're not is because of the expansion of the playoff, which is going to happen. Here's the thing about the expansion of the playoff, right? If you had a 16 playoff this year and Georgia and Florida State get in. Ohio State's going to be pissed because they had one loss. Actually, I don't know that they would have. They would have. Because, well, let me tell you why. They're still so mad at Ryan Day for losing three straight games to Michigan. Oh, yes, yes. That, that, this, and this, and this is a Midwest guy. I know this area. I, I've listened to, to Buckeye fans piss and moan. And believe it or not, it goes beat Michigan. Yeah. National championship. Oh yeah. Big 10. Um, and, and I mean, families have been broken up over Michigan, Ohio state fandom. And so the second, like every Ohio state fan knew the second they lost to Michigan, they were done yeah. that there was nothing on the planet. Even if Ohio, even if Iowa pulled the miracle of miracles that right. they, that they, that they were in. Yeah, so. I, it's it's you're right. You're exactly right. But then it, then there would have been the comparison. Well, who's better? Right. You know, who, who is and better? It's right just now? it's the same exercise that you do in basketball every March. Right. Uh, you know, it's just that basketball is and a that's much the thing, easier game right? on the body, and more teams can get in, so you can make it's, it bigger, and it's fine. It's what sixty eight teams that get in to the NCAA tournament. Sixty eight teams, and it's. Yes, and there and there's always talk of expanding. Like there are we still talk, we still focus on. Some. The, the last four in and the first four out. Right. 
everyone thinks next year going to 12 is going to be this magical elixir that's going to end this complaining when it's not because a complaining drives ratings and and so right. ESPN and everybody else need and the SEC is now going to ESPN next year and and after you know and and the all the heartfelt stuff at the end of the SEC championship game was really cool to see as a viewer who didn't even know they were leaving and, and going there because I don't follow right. it that closely but so so that story is always going to be there and the who you know and, and the who's out and who's in is is always going to be what what drives lots of ratings but had you had an 18 playoff this year and liberty yeah. got in because they were you know the the group of 5 team that you know the highest ranked group of 5 team that gets in Oregon's pissed even though they have two losses who are their two losses to Washington the number 2 team in the country who is in like if you had a 12 team playoff this year Liberty gets in. Who doesn't get in? Oklahoma, who was number 12 in the CFP, had two losses, just like the three teams above them. So it, it wouldn't having a 12 team playoff this year it wouldn't have made anybody feel any better. It just would have been a different conference and a different head coach and a different athletic director issuing a public statement. That's all it would have. Been. Oh, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. And and the SEC, the ACC commissioner had the statement written on Saturday night. Like like as soon as Texas beat, or as soon as Alabama beat Georgia, he started writing the statement. And, and here's the thing, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, had a statement ready to go. Guarantee you, had, right. had, had Alabama not made it, it's it's because they have to, they have to show the support. The only person whose statement I think was actually in the moment and and true to form was Mike Norvell's. I think everybody else's was bullshit and planned right. planned ahead of time. I think he's his was was that it is what it is. Well, he's got he's got to stand up for his guys, right? Of course like he he's does. Gotta, he's, he's and gotta, that's the problem with these statements is 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 we're in this day and age where everybody knows you're saying this because you have to, not because you want to. Although I think Mark Norvell wanted right. to. I want to go back to what you said. Um, they, they did what they had to do, right? Florida State beat everybody who was in front of them. How many other teams have beat everybody who's in front of them and never got a chance to play for something like? It just. I mean, is you, what you it name is. any, you name any mid-major, exactly college football program. Like, I, I get it, Greg. I do. I really do. So why, and, not, why don't they split off and and form their own so they actually have a chance? Like, they're well, happy with the table scraps of the highest group of five here, team getting here's in. Here's what's here's what's happening in college football. I, I, it's funny. I like. I don't know if you set this up because you do. I talk about it a lot, or what, what your plan was today. I just knew it was going to be you, good. That's all that matters. And you know, and you know, this is something like you know, I'm very passionate about college sports. Like I could probably add a college sports podcast to the to the Chair Shot Radio Network if I had the inclination or the time or the care to do so. But I have none of those things. So uh, you just do it with me, right? There, that this is this is where college college football is where I. It is very naive to think that this twelve playoff system is going to last very very long, or twelve team playoff system is going to last very much longer. I think because, it will last. Well, let me tell you why it's not. Okay. Or why it's going to last, but why its iteration of what it's looked like is not going to be what it looks like next year. It's because this is a network driven sport. Right. The NCAA is a joke. It's a joke. It has no it is not a governing body. It no. never really has been for college football. Its moneymaker is in basketball. It's in it's in the NCAA tournament. That's where they make their most revenue every year. You can you can see it in their books. There are two conferences currently right now, the Big Ten and the SEC. And both of them are basically becoming 
the A tier yeah. college football conferences. And we are closer and closer and closer to a system. And more teams are going to join these conferences. Do not listen to either commissioner of the SEC or the Big Ten who says they are not interested in expanding. That's bullshit. They want marquee teams to join. They Both of them are salivating for Clemson. They are salivating for Miami, Florida State, Notre Dame. These other marquee programs will be in those two conferences and eventually we are going to have an extra tier in college football that will be basically the Big Ten and the SEC, and then what we we now call Group of Five will become its own entity. We don't know what that's going to look like, but it's going to be those Mountain West teams. It's going to be you know those a you know AAC teams, Conference USA, and then FCS, which has had a nice little system going for a long time is going to continue to run their little playoff system. And Mm -hmm. we will have at the least three tiers of college football and at least three different national championships. Uh, And and it was proposed today. What? A member of the, of the NCAA proposed that today. Oh, they proposed the, the that. president of the NCAA yeah. proposed that, today. proposed that today because um, in terms of NLI, have have NIL yeah. and that's what it all comes down to players. is, is, is money. And, and I get that. And that's what it is. And th- it should have been that a long but time. But network ago. money, it's network money. It, like the NIL thing is, is secondary yeah. to it. It is really about networks. Yeah. Like that's why it's so interesting. You like, you were talking about this TV deal, you know, CBS for reasons unknown to me, other than the sec really wanted to go to ESPN, like CBS now has the big 10. Mm-hmm. For for a good chunk, though, there's this weird peacock element to right. the Big Ten, which is fascinating. Like peacock, especially with basketball, but that's a whole other animal. You know, the SEC's got its ABC, uh, ABC, ESPN money. They're gonna right. they're gonna be there. The Big Twelve was is desperate. Uh, they they ended up with Fox. I which think they were Fox, yeah, somewhere in there. But like those the the networks really drove it and then the top two sports networks because cbs is still number two behind abc slash espn right like they both got what they wanted and then fox kind of gave the big 12 something and they're stuck with oklahoma state as their most right marketable team well because the big 12 is yeah uh, it was funny because because i was having dinner with my son today and we were going through and i read off the teams like who's the big 12 is going to be next year after Texas and Oklahoma leave. It's Conference USA, dude. It sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's Oklahoma State. It's Kansas, Kansas State, mm-hmm. Texas Tech, Baylor, um, uh, Cincinnati. Did Cincinnati join the yeah. Big 12? Houston, uh, UCF. Yeah. Houston, UCF. Arizona, uh, Arizona uh, State, Colorado, Utah, BYU. BYU, BYU, BYU in there? Yeah. It's, it's this... It's and this four, four lower team. level Pac-12 team. Yeah. It's it's basically is... is And it might the be Big a 12, fun conference. The Big 12 better hope that Prime figures it out. That's not going to happen. I, I, because, because if he does, that's the only thing that really keeps them marked. Because yeah. that yeah. like that dude had a 4-8 and eight season, and at Sports Illustrated named him College Football Sportsman of the Year. Yeah, it's absurd. Like, the fuck? Because they need to sell magazines. Uh, that's why, right. like, like we always talk about the PWI of 550 and 100 and 200 and all the other lists that they do. They're they're stupid. Um, 
I think Chelsea Green and 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 Sonia Deville had four matches together and and were in the top ten of the tag team rankings. So yeah, it, it's just yeah. I'm sorry. Damage Control was in the top ten and literally hardly had any matches together too. Like it's just it's just ranking to rank. It is what it is. Um, right. And the Usos weren't on the list because they broke up this year, even though they may have ended WrestleMania. <sighs> I, I don't know what to say, but. No, you're right. Like it, it's they need to do that, and and I think it will become more structured that way as well. Like the SEC's wanted to leave and do their own thing for a long time. The Big Ten's got to be getting to that point right now. You put them together, they they now have teams that span the entire country with UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten, like in Oregon and Washington. It's like, thirty two like, teams right there, dude. Yeah, that's it, a thirty. It's, that's thirty two teams. It's perfect, and it's it's their right. own NFL. And then yeah, let the other and and you'll have like it'll probably grow to to. 38 or 40 teams because you will have Florida State go and you would eventually have a my I could see Oklahoma State eventually going and and a Miami eventually going like schools will go to that and it'll get up to 36 I bet um at least but then you look at you know outside of the money like what what's to stop your alma mater not your alma mater but your 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 beloved Illinois team to be like you know what we're going to go to this other league because we can't have a chance of winning. It's it's well. There will I, be teams that also that drop. To happen too. I expect fully yeah. that there is going to be a trimming of the fat. Yeah. So Vanderbilt, look out, Illinois. It'll be like like European soccer, except you'll be yeah, self you'll be self relegating. You won't get relegated by like, rule. You'll be yeah, relegating there, on your own. Been, they, they, there's been so much stuff floating around about what's going to happen with these giant conferences. And and one of the big ones is like the other good example I've, I've heard recently is Indiana. So Indiana in the big time, they had this what they had Michael Penix, which it blows my mind that Michael right. Penix, who is now going to make a ton of money in the NFL. By the way, you want to talk about a guy who's going to be successful in the NFL. Yeah, Michael Penix is going 100%. to be successful in the NFL pocket passing quarterback mm-hmm. with good, good a great arm can hit he's gonna he's gonna be he's a winner but but anyway um you know in indiana gets itself to about as good as it could possibly be mm-hmm. in the big 10 east which was the you know that's the ohio state penn state michigan, michigan yeah. division they were they finished like second it's one year they like they just upset mm-hmm. everybody they got about as far as they could they went downhill from there they fired tom allen this year and they brought in a guy who has done nothing but win, and they did it in a way to rally a fan base for money so that they can afford to keep themselves afloat and competitive mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. And their goal, and this is also, this is, you brought up Illinois. This is going to be Illinois' goal, too. The Illinois and the Indianas and the Purdue's, uh, the Vanderbilts and the Kentuckys of, of these conferences. Mississippi State, their goal should not be to tell themselves they can win a conference championship and go to a national title. Their goal should just be to be a competitive team that makes a bowl. Yeah, make money. Because because if you make the revenue for the conference, they're going to be okay with you being okay. And if I'm the athletic director for any of those schools, I am until they change the rules of bowl eligibility and just let bowls actually pick, because really, that just just let him pick like just let him pick whoever because again the games don't matter right get get the best matchups for the television stations because that's what they want 
until they change those rules, you schedule the easiest three legit teams you can for your non-con so that you can have a chance to beat mm-hmm. your Indiana, your Nebraska, your Purdue, your Northwestern, your your um, Minnesotas, like those teams that are right there at your level, going to recruit at your level, and you can beat them. Like that's what you got to do because then you're going to survive in the Big Ten by making the pinstripe bowl in New York or even though it's a shitty bowl. Or here's the thing, like and, and occasionally one of those schools is going to crack top 12 and get mm-hmm. into the play and get into the playoff and get more money that yeah, way. Like you you hope for that. You hope for yeah. bowl stability because that's program stability with the with the occasional lifts. Yeah, like and once maybe, a decade, you find you yourself in the, in the top every now 12. And again, yeah. But like once a decade, you're, you're once a decade you're in the playoff. Once a decade, you don't even make a bowl game like that. And the rest of the time, and, you're and in that, a crowd. And that once a decade is always like this is a great story. How about those Hawkeyes or how about yeah. those Illini, those Commodores? So well, it's never going to happen for the Commodores, but yeah, it's going to happen. But for you the rest get of my them. point. You get yes. Um, funny story when I when I was um when I left ASU. To because I graduated early to go work at UConn, another school that I applied to was Vanderbilt, and my wife and I often joke that I'm still waiting to hear back from Vanderbilt because because oh. I heard back initially and got things set up and then never heard back from them again. So still waiting to hear back from Vanderbilt. All these years, yeah, I feel like it turned out okay. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. And I was excited about that one too. Like that's Nashville. No, still, it's a pretty still, school. Still enamored with Nashville. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think you're right. I it's a really just, good strip club. I know about in Nashville. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think you're right about what's going to happen and how it's going to look. It's going to be very interesting. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, there may not be bowls anymore. Like it, it I, because you're going to have whatever playoff system you have for these main power conferences. And then you're probably just going to have the ESPN like bowl showcase games that they're just going to put together every year with those leftover teams because they'll take the money and be on television. So it, it's just crazy to think of where we're going to be. Cause even now, dude, the fact that next year you're going to have teams that play a, a game at a campus and then the winner gets to go to a bowl game and the loser who normally may have would have gone to a, a new year six bowl now goes to nothing. Like that's just silly to me, to be honest with you. Right. And the fact that you're going to win the Rose Bowl for a chance to advance to the Peach Bowl, what the hell does that even mean? Like, it, it's it's all really stupid. You're going to have some teams who play in no bowl game because they're like number twelve, and other teams who play in two bowl games in the same year. Like that just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like I always thought it should be eight with four bowl games for the first round. Semifinals at the campus sites because you know I love the college campus. Celebrate the college campus and then the national championship at a at a neutral site that bids for it. Like that's my. I just I just I just remember something. You still have my college football playoff proposal book? Or did you you finally throw that one? No, I have it. I have it. The death to the BCS. Yeah, visited you. Probably the first time I visited you. No, you sent you mailed that to me. Oh, is that the one I mailed you? You mailed that one to me. Was it, yeah. Did I did I bring there, I I brought that or the I had that or the Bret Hart book. There was there was another one that I have both of them still. Well, I have I have my own copy of the Bret Hart book. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I have that's those. sitting on it. Um, that was yeah, that was a fun book until it got thoroughly debunked. And then it, then it was kind of like, uh, yeah, well, that's gonna happen with with wrestling. It, it's wrestling. Right. I mean, Daniel Bryan Danielson still put in his book that you know the main event of WrestleMania thirty was real. So come on. It's what they do. 
The fans got him into the main event of WrestleMania. And that's actually true. The fans just did it the year before. Um, the, the fans get everybody into the main event of WrestleMania. Look, let's just be honest. So, right. all right, we're going to go to commercial. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about our next topic. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, so Patrick O'Dowd. And this, this might actually transition into our list this week, but over the past few days, it, it has become more and more apparent, more and more prevalent in the news cycle that, that one of your favorite wrestlers from the nation of Japan is going to see his new Japan contract expire in January and possibly make his way over to a promotion in the United States. And we're talking about none other than Kazuchika Okada, who years ago, I remember thinking I was all smart by calling him Kazushika. Um, and we all did at some point in our lives, um, just like Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, it goes back to when I was a kid and there was Kensuke Sasaki. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's all there. Um, or S- Suzuki. Suzuki. I don't fucking know. Um, just like the great Sasuke, not the great Sasuke. There's a, there, there's a, there's a trend with us white people. Um, yes. But his contract expiring and there's a lot of talk. Will he go to AEW? Will he go to WWE? Will he stick with New Japan? And, and I have thoughts. I know you have thoughts, too. What do you think about the potential of what, you know, a year from now, even we'll be talking about the home for one Kazuchika Okada? Uh, well, he's entertaining all options, right? Like he's entertaining as he should, as he should. Uh, I'm going to give the same response I gave. when We had this similar conversation with regards to Will Ospreay. Like I, I, I want Okada in the WWE. Right. I I, I want to see him work with a Seth Rollins. I want to see him work with a Roman Reigns. Uh, if Roman is still wrestling by then, I want to see, I want to see him with that roster. That's the one that interests me. I think it's style is better for his body. Um, I think, you know, I, I knowing our good friend Triple and the letter H, he is definitely interested and would want to pursue that Absolutely. talent as part of of that of the roster and and sees a lot that could be done with him. I'd be interested to see how interested a, an American audience, a WWE audience, would be in him, or would it be a lot of who, much like Will Osprey, but there's a little less of a language issue there right um, i think i think in terms of like where he would get the be- like the biggest response and the biggest like pops at least when he starts 
AEW would be would be the answer there. Right. But I see more money making potential in a WWE run. And that could just be my WWE bias. But and I'm okay with it. Call me out for it. How I would I think Okada in the WWE would be amazing. I agree with you, and I, I think that your bias in this case is going to be correct. Here's the big difference between Okada's situation and Will Ospreay's situation, because they both have some similarities, right? They both live outside of the U.S., and to work Yo, for WWE, you would have Okada's to Okada's way older, though, right? Like, he's... You had your chance to talk. You sorry, to I, but me. this is how podcasting works sometimes. You think in conversation, and, and we, we converse. I, I know, but but again, you had your chance to talk. Yes, Okada's thirty six. I stole your answer. That's what happened. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what it is. Come on now, we all know this. Okada's thirty six, and and um and Will Ospreay's thirty. So definitely a big difference in age there, and that to me is the big difference. Will Ospreay wasn't. I don't think either of them truly want to relocate to the U.S. Will Ospreay can take a three-year deal in AEW, and when he's 33, can make the decision to go to WWE and and relocate and do all of that. Okada's 36. If he signs a three-year deal with, say, AEW, now he's there till he's 39, and then looking at coming over to WWE. So I think that his decision is very different. He's got, say they wrestle to the same age, he's got six less years to earn that WWE money or AEW money than... Uh, than than Will Osprey does. Now they make a good living in New Japan, but it's not the same of what they're going to get in WWE. Not only that, right now you have all these reports that WWE is looking to spend, looking to lock people up into long term deals and, and all of that. If he wants to be a special attraction on occasion for New Japan, that would seem to be lend itself to him going to AEW. Um, WWE has let talent work in Japan before for different events and and. With Vince not being there, I think Triple H could do that. I also think that because New Japan doesn't like WWE all that much, um, they don't give them footage mm-hmm. to use or anything like that very often. But I think the last truly good relationship they had involving a talent was Liger, and that was a while ago because he wrestled, you know, uh, uh, the hell's the guy's name in NXT, the pretty guy. Shit, I can't remember his name now. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm mad at myself. You're asking you're asking the wrong co-host. Prince Pretty. He was part of Breezango now. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. That's who it was. Um, and that was a long ass time ago, obviously. But I do think if they were to sign Okada, he can kind of be that conduit between WWE and New Japan and, and do some things to repair that. And I could still see him working a Wrestle Kingdom and, and maybe a Dominion and things like that. Like this era of WWE seems more likely to allow something like that to happen. So um, unlike, you know, AEW, who has to do the Continental Classic just so Daniel Bryan Danielson can get his G1 in before he retires next year. Right. I, I mean, it's it's because Tony Khan's an idiot. But and completely devalued during a Honor World Championship in the process. But that's a whole other conversation for a whole other time. I think it's it's easy for me to be like, yeah, I think he's going to go to WWE. I thought the same thing about Will Ospreay, right? I am biased, and and we have that bias. But I just look at it through a different lens. But he is 36 years old. Not only that, WWE wants to make inroads into Japan, more inroads, and eventually do the mm-hmm. – remember, they did trademark the term global localization. They have talked right. about – Having a global NXT, going back to Europe, going into Germany, going into Japan, all of those things are still out there. 
someone like Okada could be a great resource for something that's like that. That's an ambassador and a half. That's that's the the you couldn't really get too many bigger ambassadors, at least not of active wrestlers, than Okada. Um, plus you have the dream matches that could take place in WWE. Well, Osprey can do those in three years. I don't know if Okada can. So, um, so if I were a betting man, I would put that money on Okada showing up in WWE, but in all honesty, and I said this somewhere today, I think it's a pretty even split between all three options for him right now. I think it's a pretty even split between WWE, AEW, and he could resign with new Japan. Like this could all be a negotiating, make lots of money. This is a business. And the rainmaker. make lots of money and not have to move. Like that's the other thing too. And, and maybe this contract comes with an office position in the future. Like he could also be thinking about life after wrestling. And, True. and, and cause in new Japan, he could be that legend who works three matches a year until he's in his sixties and, and is also in the point. office running things. There's a lot he could do and he could leverage this for, if he wanted to have his own school, he could leverage this for that. Like there's so much he could do at this point because of, of, of the cachet that he has just being Kazuchika Okada. Um, so I do think that's a world of possibility. He could also sign with WWE, wrestle there for three years and then go back and do that with new Japan anyway. So there's a lot of, of possibilities out there, but yeah, it could be my bias talking, but I do think he ends up in WWE. We'll find out who's, who's right and who's wrong. Plus there's that. I just hope he doesn't end up in AEW because where, like, where do you fit? Where does anybody fit in, in AEW well, anymore? You 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 were so not interested in that possibility. <laughs> I yawned. I still kept Talk trying to, to talk like, while I was yawning. Well, it, I know. It's it, it'll it'll follow a very similar pattern that has happened with just about any big signing. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll get their they'll get their big they'll get their big reveal. Everybody will go crazy. We'll get their 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 big story arc run to start. And then where will they be after that? Like I yeah. like <laughs> after after Edge like sorry, I'm sorry, it's not Edge, it's Adam Copeland. Right. Yeah, after Adam Copeland and, and Christian are done with whatever they're doing right now, what's next for Adam Copeland? Sting. Not to wrestle Sting, but he will be in the Sting role. Like like I he will. So. He'll be in the Sting yeah. role of not wrestling very often and sitting around and then Again, when the, you know, Meteoric Rise and Inevitable Fall of AEW special comes out on Peacock or wherever the network is at that point, he'll be another one of those voices who wrestled for WWE and then went to AEW who was going to talk about how poorly it was run. Like, that's going to be the ongoing theme of, it is going to be a Tony Khan smear campaign, except mostly accurate. Like, that's that's what that documentary is going to be when it inevitably I'm I'm still actually a little defensive of Jeff Jarrett. I, uh, he for a while there I, I he was wrestling that, that I all do time. think that dude while while he he was a problem he was not the problem at the end of WCW. Yeah, and man, they they really make it sound like he was again. He's like their director of live events, which they don't have. So right, they, they did like what four house shows and then just completely abandoned that idea. Um yep. Although I think some of those house shows drew better than some of their TV does now. Like it's just bad. Well. I don't know. According to the latest reports from our favorite reporters, in quotes, I'm using a lot of air quotes today, Greg. Uh, you are. So I call it like calling the ACC a Power Five conference. Uh, They're just the fifth Power Five conference. <laughs> no, it's the Big Twelve is the fifth Power Five conference. Like, no, actually, they're the fourth, and the Big Twelve. Well, okay, the ACC is third, and and Big Twelve is fourth because Pac Twelve is fifth. Actually, the Power Four. 
So, no, it's still the Power Five. Anyway. As it stands yeah. today, the Pac-12 champion gets an automatic berth next year in the college football playoff. Right. The Pac-12 that doesn't exist right now next it's year. Still, it still does exist next year. It has two years where it can exist with less than eight members by rule. And that's why oh, they're doing okay. what they're doing, they're which play, means you might as well team. just they might as well just schedule Oregon State versus Washington State for the weekend after Thanksgiving, because the winner of that should get into the college football playoff by right. default, right, right. even if they're number 12 in the Mountain West yeah, schedule. Absolutely. And look, that anyway, Mountain West that schedule something- is just the gateway to them stealing half the Mountain West and a few other schools and become and keep they're going to keep the Pac-12 alive because there's like eight years worth of payments that the conferences do. From deferred payments, the way the NCAA tournament, you know, pays out their stuff, it takes years and years. Yeah, for we'll to get we'll, the money. we'll see what actually happens. That had absolutely nothing to do with what we were talking about. I actually lost track of what we were talking about. We uh, were talking about Okada. We were talking about Edge and Christian. Um, oh, we were talking about Jeff Jarrett like, being the director of live events for WWE. And how, but how the WWE? Really, I mean, for AEW, really, really buried him as if it was his fault that the last year was anything more than a train wreck on, on all fronts. When really it was Did, like Vince Russo and hey, well, time Warner. Everything. So, um, dude, are we going to do a commercial at all on the show? I, I did one already. Did we, are we going to do another one? We will do a second one. Yeah. How, the, how the last the show one, the last I, one, I didn't even hear the first commercial. The when last one the was 12 one? minutes ago. We did it. Yeah. And then, really? cause, cause we finished our college football discussion, went to commercial, came back and talked about Kazushka Okada. I definitely wasn't paying attention to you. You weren't. No, it's okay though. You're I was fine. too busy looking at this picture on my phone. And then we started talking about, Okada, about you. And and that was a long time ago. That was before the commercial. Um, I know but you can't look away. It's like a train wreck. Like, <laughs> it is. We'll talk about it. Like, that, that, that's my goal for the three minute warning. Um, is gotcha. to talk about that picture. We'll see if we get there. Who the hell knows? We probably won't, but um, yeah, AEW and, and, abysmal everything everybody's complaining about the fact that christian cage is wrestling adam copeland tonight as you're listening to this on dynamite taped on tuesday i don't know why they taped dynamite on tuesday this week but they did in montreal basketball maybe ba- basketball no, it's, but it's not live it's taped airing on wednesday so it must oh, be something to do I, with yeah, the arena in montreal or something like that i don't know um in my opinion that there's they're going to still wrestle on pay-per-view at world's end like like they're going to of Even course. if this match has a winner, like they're going to wrestle on, on pay-per-view. It's also really funny. Everybody's like, why, why are they having this, this title match between edge and, and, or Adam Copeland and Christian cage on TV? It's for the Chi and T championship is only named after a TV network. Like I know right. it's changed hands on pay-per-view more often recently, but it's basically a glorified TV title that people wouldn't want to say that because if WWE had a USA network championship, everyone would be shitting all over it but because it's AEW as TNT championship and Cody Rhodes came up with it. It's okay. Cause we're just like WWE and Cody Rhodes has to be in every program. Just like he was in this one. So there you go. And I love Cody Rhodes and I'll still complain about it. Do we have anything else to talk about with Okada? You froze. Did I froze? You froze too, by the way. So, um, it's yes. okay. Though. And then I just heard a weird beeping noise when, when you came back. Weird. I heard none of that. Um, I, what I was asking you was, is there anything left that we need to discuss about Okada? Just that I think he should go to the WWE and I hope it happens. Acknowledge me. You just made the list. Then it is time to make the list for the first time in a long time. 
Pats are go down and I are going to sit down and we're going to make the list. And yeah, it wouldn't shock me if the guy we just spent a while talking about ends up on Patrick O'Dowd's list, but, um, I'd be surprised. I'm very surprised that you're shaking your head. No, but I feel as though he should make it on your list. This week's list was developed by Patrick O'Dowd like a month ago. Patrick O'Dowd, what is, I know we said it earlier in the show, but what is the list this week? It's uh so this all stems from an episode of Bandwagon Nerds where we talked about how David Ungar is uncomfortably attracted to Henry Cavill and how we all have kind of our acting man crushes on Bandwagon oh, yeah. Nerds. We talked about that on I this show too. Too. What's that? We talked about it on this program. Right. And so that then led to us deciding to do a list of our wrestling man crushes. Yeah. I only made a list of four, by the way, on, on here. It's okay. So I don't, I'm not anticipating any overlap. Probably not. Probably not any overlap. So I get to go first because this you is Patrick O'Dowd's list. And, I, and I'm going to lay it out. These are all wrestling wrestlers. I, I find I'd hit it. I'm attracted. That's what it needs to be. We can't t- tiptoe around and, and look, look, if you're a homophobe, Turn off the podcast. Turn off the podcast. Right now. Turn off the podcast because this is not going to be the show for you. Um, and honestly, if you're a homophobe, it's fucking 2023. Get over it. Right. Seriously. Just get over it. So, Patrick O'Dowd, I get to go first. You'll go second. We'll alternate. Then we'll flip it around and you get to put uh, – we put the list in order. You get to go first and I get to go second. So, first person we're going to put on the list – Probably going to be number two on the overall list. Wrestling man crushes. You know it. I know it. Everybody listening to this program knows it. Number one wrestling man crush is none other than Adam Cole, baby. Wow. I'm stunned by that revelation. You would have been more stunned if I didn't put him on the list. That, that, that would have been stunning. Well, You've been highly critical of his. You you you've been high, highly critical of his look as of late. So I didn't know if maybe the the love had faded. Uh, the love never fades. The, the love. That's true. That's fair. Beauty may so, fade, but the love does not. I think what I think you're going to be truly surprised by all of my selections. Okay, like I really do. Uh, and surprised in the you you'll be able to see it, but you wouldn't have expected me to articulate it. Okay. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go current. Right. Here's my first one. Um, because while this dude is not exact, I, I don't know. I, I, I He's a good talker. He talks a big game. I love that swagger. That swagger kind of turns me on a little bit. Uh, I back, back in his previous, you know, stops on the wrestling world when he would, you know, hit buzzers and stuff to, to cut people off. I was all for it. I liked it. Turned me on a little bit. I want him to talk down to me. I want LA Knight to tell me something. I do. You mean you want yeah. him to talk to you? I want him to talk to me. Yeah, not let me tell you something. But I want him to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. LA Knight. I don't I don't have a yeah. for LA Knight. I don't. So it's all good. I think it's a good choice. I think it's a very good choice. Um, I think that, you know, if our friend Heather Lynn was still in the program with us, she would she would prove of LA Knight being on the list. So Patrick O'Dowd putting LA Knight on the list. My turn. This is a turn that I'm not surrendering to somebody else. I'm not I'm not giving it up to somebody else, but it's definitely a tip of the cap to to the the third person who is name is played during the opening of this program. 
who I also podcast with, who for a long time and who once a year sends me a picture reminding me of a conversation we had back and forth when she sent me a picture that said, my boyfriend is going to beat up your boyfriend. And that was a picture of Adam Cole being stared down by none other than Finn Balor. So I am going to put Finn Balor as my second entrance on the list. Yes, there you go, Miranda Morales. Love you. I am putting Finn Balor on the list. 75% because of you. Because the, the man is still a nice man. He's, it's it's the accent and his abs. I'll give I don't even there. care about the abs. The abs are almost too much. The accent definitely No, no, definitely no, no. Works. My next pick, the abs are too much. Okay. And I, I was to tell you, I must have a thing for being like emotionally abused <laughs> when it comes to turn-ons. Because I want to be called a fat, ugly out of shape Massachusetts sweat hog and I will not be able to keep the noise down while he takes his robe off and shows me what a real man looks is supposed to look like and then I will hit his music and (laughs) I will take his robe off and I will look at my face on his tights and I will be proud that they are there and I will willingly be ravished by one Rick Rude. And just to be clear, I want long hair permed Rick Rude. Oh, None yeah. of that short hair shit. Oh, None of short that, hair no. Rick Rude was nice. Don't get me wrong. It was. The beard, it was. Yeah. But I suited up Rude, though. Oh, that was a good look. Short hair was Rude was suited up. up. Short, short hair, suited up Rude. I was getting there. That that does it. But I need to see the hip sway, Greg. <laughs> I yeah. need to see the hip sway. And I need to see the robe. Give me Rick Rude, Man Crush number two. There you go, Man Crush. I like it. I like it a lot. So Patrick O'Dowd, back in like 2018-ish, we birthed something on this program. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Just keep going. We birthed something on this program. When I declared that everybody in the IWC that had this pure hatred for one man had this pure hatred for one man, because look at that man, look at his hair, look at his, he is not just a, he is a goddamn man. He's a goddamn man. And that man now has grown to demand that you, that I, that everybody do one thing and one thing only. Acknowledge me. And up until a week ago, he was going to be my third entry on the list. But he no longer is, Patrick Dad. You know why? Because something happened just over a week ago that altered my list, Patrick Dad. Because now, suddenly, Daddy's home and Daddy's on my list. Randall Keith Orton is my next entry onto the list of wrestling man cards. Cause when I was excited about Randy Orton coming back, I was very excited about Randy Orton coming back. Then when I saw Randy Orton come back, then when Randy Orton told, told Rhea Ripley, mommy, this mommy, that well, guess what? Mommy daddy's home. I felt some kind of way. And I, let me tell you, this was the closest we came to overlapping. I thought, I thought, I honestly, when you started in, in each time you had your pick, I was like, he might put Orton on the list. And had you, I would have gone with 
my tribal chief. But instead, well, I, I told went you with my I dad. had a list of four. <laughs> so he was fourth. But Greg, we're going to, I know we're talking about man crushes, but let's talk about the ladies for a second. When we go to an establishment where young ladies may take their clothes off for money given to them. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I have a I have a preference. Not that you've ever been to such an, an establishment, but I you have would a type. Never do that. I have a type. You do. I have a type. What type of lady is that? That would be I mean, you could classify it as like a Pacific Islander. You hmm. you could but, but but I mean I would narrow it down into more to be Asian. You I mean, really, if you wanted to get add, add in the little person aspect to it, but we'll just stick with Asian for this because I don't think you're putting a little person on the list. When have I ever said anything about little people? Well, no, you called them midgets because you talked about Asian midget porn. Trust me, I've been there. Oh, that was a that is not what does it for me. But anyway, Asians, <laughs> yes. Let's just let's just get there. We'll leave one. it there. And and you and you did you did suggest that I would have a certain Asian man. I did. I just on have the wrong list. one. But believe it or not, that's not the Asian man that I'm picking. It's a, one of his contemporaries. Okay. He is a New Japan pro wrestling wrestler. He was long regarded as the franchise, the ace. He has the most beautiful feathered hair you'd ever see. And it, I love the shoulder pad outfits. I love the, the bombastic flare. It's flare, Greg. It's the flare. It's the flowing flare, Farrah Fawcett style hair of Hiroshi Tanahashi. That really gets me. It does. That perfectly sculpted abdomen looks like it was molded from God's clay itself. I could get rolled up in that. Yes, you would. I really didn't think that, 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 you know, Tanahashi. I knew that would. Yeah. I, Mm -hmm. uh, I expected, even when I was like, is he going to put Sonata on the list? Like he's cause, cause he was close on my list. Um, Sonata, he's rugged. Yeah. He's got to go like. When he had the beard, especially. This was the list of 12 man crushes. Sonata might've. Yeah. He would have made my list if it was, if it was a little longer, he would have. Naito, because I mean, he's a little scummy. Like he's just yeah. there's a little dirt under those fingernails. Sorry. Definitely. Anyway, we're, no, we're getting into my whole fetish thing. We need to not let's, <laughs> let's leave Japan now. We're going too far. Roshi Tanahashi. There you go. So Adam Cole, L.A. Knight, Finn Balor, Rick Rude, Randy Orton, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Those are the list that we have an opportunity to pick from. So now we will flip the script. This may be one of those times where we do not steal from each other whatsoever. And this may go chalk. What order do we put them in? This might go chalk just the other way around. Uh, It might be your order and my order. And and that may be how it goes, Patrick or Dowd. But Patrick goes first. I go second. We put our list of six in order. So Patrick or Dowd, you get to go first. Who will be number one on our list of wrestling man crushes? I am tempted. To actually steal Randy Orton and put him down. Steal him. Steal him. I'm not. Okay. Because I want Rick Rude to continue to do dirty things to me. And Rick Rude is my is my choice for number one today. I knew you weren't going to go Tanahashi. And I didn't. I, I couldn't. 
I couldn't fa- – I, I wouldn't veto it, but I could not see L.A. Knight being number one on the list. I just, I just couldn't. No. No, no. I just couldn't. No. However, number two on the list, ooh. I'm tempted to not go with who you think I'm going to go with as number two on the list. Uh, I'm, all three of my choices are, are actually very, very tempting, but like I said before, True love never fades. I am putting NXT Adam Cole as number two on the list. And I am putting New Japan Pro Wrestling's perfectly sculpted male model looking piece of fine man, Hiroshi Tanahashi. There you go. So number four. God's clay, Greg. God's clay. God's clay. I mean, another, you know. Most people on this list were sculpted. That's for damn sure. Look, man, I, I know I put him on second to last, but but I'm going to bump him up. Number four on the list again. Daddy's back. By the way, I really, I think he, I think that promo moment wasn't even scripted, but I think he literally stumbled into the next five years of his career. When right. he said daddy's back. Like, cause he, like, like you could look at him and he he's old enough He's got the look, and when when the beard comes back, although he actually can't. We talked about we joked off air about Apache beard. Like he he doesn't even have the full beard, Randy Orton, but like he can pull off the whole daddy thing. And I'm sure by next week those t-shirts are going to be available. Like they gotta be. Like that's just too too freaking brilliant. Randy Orton number four on the list. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. That means LA Knight is fifth on the list, by the way, for anybody who's listening, which means number six, sorry, Miranda Morales, your boyfriend, came in at number six, Finn Balor. So therefore, congratulations to the following six individuals. You just made the list. Wrestling Man Crush is number one. Ravishing Rick Rude, number two. L. Oh, no, sorry. Adam Cole, baby, number three. The ace of New Japan, Hiroshi Tanahashi, number four. Daddy's back. Randy Orton, number five. L.A. Knight and number six. Finn Balor. Congratulations to all. You just made the list. Those are our wrestling man crushes. Do we have to be like fair next time and do women? Like that seems so cliche, but like, Dude, did we just marginalize I, them? I, we can't even do that because one, you already know two of my three. So before we even get started, it's eh, it's just um, I think that's too easy. Like. You think so? Yeah, at least not right now. We might have to make a bigger list on that one or maybe set some rules because like, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot there. There's you too just many Asian to women wrestlers that I got to pick from too. Like, I don't know. Where do I start? Where does it end? It begins and ends with too young, but you know, where's it going there? You, you just sent it to me and I got to be fully transparent. I don't even like the daddy's back shirt. I think it looks. It's not a good shirt, but they certainly. Daddy's like, back needs to be on the front of the shirt, not a, like it's just back like that shit wasn't cranked out instantly. Silly rabbit. <laughs> Come on now, of course it was. Now I can't get back to the call where I can see you again. Oh, go to call. There we go. It's back. Patrick's back. Um, back anyway, again. Where the hell was I? There we go. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. I sent to you, Patrick, without a picture. 
picture has circulated all over the internet, and that picture is of none other than Maya Lesnar, who just broke the shot put record at Colorado State. She is, of course, the daughter of one Brock Lesnar. And it's being it's being passed around the internet for all the wrong reasons. And all I will say is that no one in on on planet Earth could deny could make a claim that Brock Lesnar is not this woman's father. Like, this is like very true. 100% him. Yes, it looks like Brock Lesnar in a wig, but it's obviously not. But, and, and, and you know, people, uh, pictures like this bring out the stupid in people. They really do. Like, I've seen some comments right. out there that are just horrible. I will say this. I will ask you this question, Patrick O'Dowd. And I don't know what Maya Lesnar's major is in college. I don't know what her plans are. How does this woman not become a professional wrestler? Uh, she doesn't want to. Besides that, uh, I leave it to you to ruin a good thing. But she, look at her. Like, like no, she, yeah, is, she, 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 she looks like 1000% she. Uh, and here's my, here's my advice to future WrestleMania main eventer, Maya Lesnar. Don't show up and try to be different than your dad. Right? Yeah. Use his theme music, be managed by Paul Heyman, get Jimmy Johns to sponsor you, and suplex the hell out of people. Like, you're you're the next mayor, you're the queen of suplex city. Just suplex everybody. It's fine. Like, just keep it simple. That's the biggest problem that I have sometimes is people try to overcomplicate. Have you don't watch NXT, right? When was the last time you watched NXT? Uh, the last time you asked me to. Okay. So you have not, unless you've caught it on social media or, or seen it anywhere, you have not seen Lola Vice wrestle yet. No. Lola Vice is, of course, former MMA fighter. Valerie Lareda went to WWE, is all in on being a pro wrestler. And and she's got her NXT name, Lola Vice. She, she won the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. And there was some criticism a few years ago that were like, I don't get Lola Vice's gimmick. And she just, she just has a fat ass and was an MMA fighter. And I'm like, what more do you need? Like, don't overcomplicate, don't overcomplicate things. Like, first of all, she's, she's putting in the time and effort to learn how to work and be a wrestler. And they've paired her with right. Electra Lopez, who's, who's a veteran pro wrestler. Um, and and was a great signing by them and should have gotten called up when Legado del Fantasma did. And hopefully what's going on with Santos Escobar now will lead to her going to the main roster. But I mean, don't overcomplicate things like show up and be Brock Lesnar. Like, right. like it's okay. No one is going to crit. Okay. Some people will criticize you for it because the internet is stupid, but Look at their criticism, laugh like your dad would, would teach you to do, and go cash your checks. Like, that's all you got to do, Maya Lester. If she wants to be, she will be a major star in the world of professional wrestling. There's just, just I am 100% positive. The only thing standing between her and a lucrative career in a pro wrestler is whether or not she wants to do it. That's it. There's literally no other reason to imagine why this woman doesn't become a huge star in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, I mean, one thousand percent. Like, it's it's not as you pointed out. This is not hard. No, no. Don't, like, this one is not hard. Don't make it any harder than it needs to be. Just, just, just don't. Right. Just, just, just don't. Awesome. 
came to. Okay. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. And with that, this episode of The Greg DeMarco Show draws to a close. Go follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Go follow me at Greg DeMarco 44. Follow the website at Chairshot Media. It's in some form, however we get it fixed, thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. You know what we're going to talk about next week? No idea. Me neither, because it's next week. Who the hell knows? But until then, we appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed our list of wrestling man crushes. Maybe we will do the women. Fuck it. I don't know. We'll figure it out later. All but right. that's later. Good. Now's now. I trust you. You shouldn't, really. I mean, I don't. <laughs> of course not. Why would you? A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less bark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your- Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.